guys. We're back. We're back. It's been a long time since we've actually sat together and recorded. But we're back, and you're listening to Scary Stories from Camp Roanoke, which is a podcast where we tell each other true scary stories, often lifted and inspired from the plethora of fantastic paranormal television that we have available to us. My name is Katie Wiggins. And I'm Morgan Driscoll. And I finally went to Maine, y'all. Yes! Yeah. Uh, And we had talked about Maine and Canada so much that I was like, you know what? I need to go back to my roots. Yeah. I need to go to England and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. really just... Get back there. Get comfortable. Right, right, right. Uh, so that's what we're gonna do, and, and we're, I'm gonna I'm gonna use a, a show I haven't used in a while, which is Haunted Homes, which I don't know if you remember this, but it's a it's a show where they have a medium, a skeptic, and a paranormal investigator, as they often do. I, which is like question mark? Why bring a skeptic? Like whoever oh, invites the I, skeptic? No need. I have no need for them in my life. Me neither. So um. 2018, the year I cast out the skeptics in my life. <laughs> and and uh, so they get these people together uh, and they do an investigation with the people that live in the house and then they do a clearing ceremony at the end of it and then hopefully things work out. So today we're going to Portsmouth, England. Where we joined the Perkis family, plagued by a friendly ghost that went bad. There is a terrible narrator. Uh, Once again, who asked for him? Um, But he appears at the beginning and end of the show, just like surrounded by candles, like Michelle Turachenberg in Truth or Scare. And he's just like, join me as we go to Portsmouth. And he doesn't ever go anywhere. I hope anyway. he was sitting there and he's like, more candles. Nope, nope, it's gotta be more. It's gotta be more. I need at least seven more. I want more. to see the gel of my hair reflect. And it does. Because this is from like 2005, so. <gasps> Ooh, what a time. Yeah. What a time for paranormal TV. So, we are joined by Mark Webb, paranormal investigator. And he's just a standard, you know, pallid Brit, uh... Oh, I just realized actual British people listen to this. I don't think you're all pallid. Uh, and uh, although he certainly was. And uh, he's a paranormal investigator, so he's going to be the guy with uh, all the tools, um, such as uh, recorders and cameras and temperature gauges. And then Chris French, skeptic. Uh, he is a paranormal psych. He's a psychologist. A psychology. He's a professor of psychology. Mm-hmm. He used to be a believer in the paranormal until he heard about paranormal psychology and how um, you can trick yourself into you like the power of suggestion, essentially. Well, that's definitely a thing, but there's also definitely ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get yeah. twisted. I mean, like Chris French heard, but. You're wrong. I mean, like, not it's it doesn't it doesn't apply to all of it. No. I, it's definitely true. Like when you're scared at a slumber party after you just watch a scary movie, and then someone says they heard a sound, everybody's like, "Wait, I heard a sound," even though you didn't. Like that definitely is a thing. Yeah. But I mean, 
I think the vast majority of people that have written us letters about their experience is not chalked up to yeah. the power of suggestion. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, finally, and most importantly, we're joined by Mia Dolan, psychic medium. Love a good medium. So do I. And boy, is she a good medium. She's blonde and very tan, but she's got very comforting presence. Mm. And she's really just trying to help. Now, a psychic medium covers all areas of the paranormal. And she's great and she does her shit. And then the narrator finds it important to tell us 37% of Britons would buy a home today, even if they knew it was haunted. What a poll. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how they would gather such information. Yeah. I feel like a... I don't know. That's not bring, a lot of people. Bring. Yeah, what is it? <laughs> Oi! <laughs> if you knew that the home you were about to purchase was haunted, would you? What? <laughs> Fuck off. Another no. So, Britain is much more interested and takes the paranormal seriously. Fantastic. We should start oh. polls. I'm not calling anyone. <laughs> That's a good point. Okay, so, here's the story of the Perkis family. They have lived in this house in Portsmouth for 26 years. Oh, wow. We've got three boys living there. Stuart and Chris are brothers and have been experiencing things in the home for as long as they can remember. Now, Stuart has a live-in boyfriend named James Wadley, which I was very impressed that they made. I love all of those names. Those are all names that I would name my sons. James, Stuart, and Chris? Yeah, Chris and James are already like up there on possibilities. Like They've already been up there. Oh, okay, okay. And Stuart's Why not a good one. Stu? Stu. Stu. I like it. I like it. Okay. So, uh, James is Stu's live-in boyfriend. I like it. And has only just recently started having experiences. Ooh. Now I'm going to go through some of the stuff that has happened in their house. And then uh, James actually opens up with his experience. And he's this like sweet early 2000s guy. He's got like longish hair that you like run your fingers through and like it goes back and it's blonde. And he's like, how old know, is he? God, these guys are like 18 to 22. Like, okay, okay, okay. They're very young. Um, So he says, well, one night I was making dinner and I had my back turned and I was talking to Stuart. And we talked for a while. Then there was a lulling conversation. And then Stuart walks in and says, well, who have you been talking to? Apparently, he had left half an hour before. (gasps) So there was somebody there. They were not only responding to me, but responding as Stuart and talking about things that would be appropriate for us to talk about. (gasps) Holy crap. Holy raviolis. Uh, Wow. That sounds then in- demonic. <laughs> <laughs> demonic. Oh. I don't know uh, a ghost that can copy people's voices. And it's not a great sign. I feel like. Yeah. But I'll leave it at that. Yeah. So then another time, <laughs> the the mother. I don't know if the mother is living there. I I think she is. 
But in the middle of the night, she's asleep and she hears or she wakes up and hears computer keys tapping. Mm -hmm. It's just before midnight. So she comes down to see who's up and who's doing it. And there's no one there. All the lights are off. Mm -hmm. So she back to bed. She heads back to bed is like, well, I don't know what that was. And then and then she hears right when she gets back into bed, computer keys (gasps) tapping again. It wants to know what it's been missing out on since it's been dead. I like it. Well, this was 2005, so it was probably starting an AIM account. <laughs> on Miniclip. Um, so... Hotmail. Oh, right, right. <laughs> starting your Hotmail account. So, um, and then Stu, the one with the boyfriend, the brother with the boyfriend... Um, they all look the fucking same, so it's so hard for me to distinguish them. And they all sound exactly the same. So, like, when they're all talking, there's no way for me to distinguish them. So, and then he tells this little story where he goes, well, this one time, uh, you know, I saw this picture come fall down off the wall, you know, picture frame. And I look at it, and I ask my mum who it is, and it turns out it's my great-grandmother. And then I remember when I was a baby, you know, goo-goo and gaga and over in my cult. You know, I uh, I uh, saw her, uh, you know, playing with me, you know, like my grandma got, got bought. And I, like, didn't understand maybe a quarter of what he said. But I could not get over the fact that he said, well, I was a good girl got gone up in caught. Oh, my God. That's beautiful. So, apparently, I think his great-grandmother just visited him. I, that's, like, the other paranormal activity notwithstanding. I just had to include it. Uh, another thing that happens is there will be a strong scent in the living room. And it's either like a lemon perfume and it'll be really strong and then dissipate immediately. (gasps) Or it is the smell of something rotting. That's horrible. And it doesn't have any explainable source. And then it'll just appear and then just disappear in a second. It sounds a little demonic. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to lie. It sounds a little demonic. Right. Well. Except for the lemon. That's lovely. find out. Oh, demons love lemon verbena (laughs) perfume. I couldn't. Are you kidding me? Even a demon. Even a demon. They love Crabtree and Evelyn. (gasps) Everyone knows. So, um, then there was one time the mother was like in the living room doing something and then she left to the kitchen came back and all of the cushions on the couch were stacked neatly perfectly oh jesus like six or seven just stacked perfectly vertically oh my god that's hard to do exactly someone is showing off (laughs) someone's a little bastard then One night, Chris was asleep in his bed, and he wakes up hearing his bedroom door just slowly creak open. (gasps) Yeah, I would have just killed myself. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been like, well, I guess this is it. I had a good run. I guess this is the moment we all found out that I was a coward, and then I would just die, because... What the fuck do you do Hide when the door the just opens in front? There's no fucking explanation. It's just like. No. Wind doesn't move shit that slowly. Nope. 
It's like, all right, well, I guess 22 years has been enough. Yeah, I've lived a good life. In the olden days, I'd be an old maid by now. So, you know, (laughs) take it or leave it. I'm good. Yeah. Deuces. So, so, uh, at another point in the night, um, the boys have seen a a black shadow hovering over them. Mm. Just a fun little extra. And then James, the boyfriend, Mm -hmm. who unfortunately moved into all of this, uh... Talks about his experience. She's like, so it's the morning and I'm alone. It's about 11 a.m. So I turn on the telly. And I notice in the corner of my eye, someone like pulling at the corners of my quilt. Like, it's like somebody was making the bed like while I was still in it. That He's, so let, he's a doll. <laughs> he, he, he really is. But just imagine like. That'd be, if I were a ghost, that'd be me. Compulsively oh, well, cleaning. <laughs> think about so right now it seems like there are two distinct energies. Yeah. There's I'm lemon both. scented and rotten. <laughs> lemon rotten. That's both me. My drag name. <gasps> mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Thanks. And then to top it all off, the mother one night in a deep sleep was thrown out of bed halfway across the room. Holy shit. And then felt like someone was holding her down. <gasps> okay, that's... I I, I have a theory. And it doesn't play out well for them. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of bed so I can make it. I love to make beds. <laughs> it's just an angry Demon aunt. granny. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> no. Oh, I saw a, I saw a scary movie recently. That <gasps> was it Hereditary? Did you see Hereditary? Oh, are you kidding me? Do you think I would see a movie like that? It would kill me. It would they, kill me, Morgan. I wanted to see it really bad, and Rod just been wanting to see a movie in theaters. And there's one right by our house. And I was looking up showtimes, and it had Hereditary only one time for the whole day yesterday at 9:50 p.m. And I was like, "There's no way I'm talking Roger into this. He will not." <laughs> No, I, I watched half of the movie It Follows, which is on Netflix, and that's probably the most scared I've been by a movie since The Shining. I need to watch The first that. time I saw The Shining. I've heard you it's really good from you and from other people. have to watch it. It's watch it. so fucking scary. I want to watch a scary um, And then I tried to watch The Mist by Stephen King, uh, an adaptation of Stephen King's uh, work, and... Because it was set in Maine, and I was like, mm, take me back to Maine. Uh, but that was not the greatest thing I've ever seen. Although it was fun background watching, and then mm-hmm. somebody got mm-hmm. her face ripped off, like, so fast. And I was it like, was, whoa, uh, you're not even going to build up to it. It's just going to be like, you have no face anymore. <laughs> like, It was okay, an here older one, right? Or did they redo it recently? It's recent. It's from, like, 2016. Oh, I haven't seen that one. I know mm-hmm. I've seen the old one, and that's entertaining. Mm-hmm. We tried like to apocalyptic ghosty vibe things don't really translate mm-hmm. as well into movies. <laughs> uh, I tried to watch what was it? I didn't realize there was a movie of Salem's Lot from the seventies. Oh, oh, yeah, it's so bad. It's I love literally it. It, I love it's it. like we watched it for like thirty minutes and nothing happened. 
It's, it was just Fred Willard Young trying to bang his secretary. Yeah, and it's and then a this like good book. fake. It's a great book. It, I mean, the book has like a pace to it. Yeah, the movie. It's like the person who made it had never seen a movie before. His movies are never done well. I heard a trailer that he did. He directed the first one of his that he directed was Maximum Overdrive, which I've never read because it's a car one and I have no interest. <laughs> And he has a weird thing with cars. Yeah, and I heard the trailer he recorded for it, and he sounded like coked out, <laughs> crazy. He was, and then I heard that he was an alcoholic at that point when he was directing it, and his drink mm-hmm. of choice on the set was Listerine, and he just <gasps> drink Listerine <gasps> constantly. And I feel like that doesn't feel good going out or coming in. You know, like there's no way that could be good. That's going to be bad for your organs. That's a horrifying bit of insight into Stephen mm-hmm. King's life that I did not know about. And it was a random podcast I was listening to that was just like, oh, here's this tidbit of information. That's for you, Morgan. Here you go. Run with it. And I did. God, Listerine. Yeah. yeah. That man's got some fucking demons. Uh-huh. Right. Back to the so, real demon. Moving on to the psychometry. Cut to Mia Dolan. So... Mia Dolan, psychic medium, is going to be in a room, a neutral space, which it's like in England, does that exist? <laughs> and um, It's all haunted. And and she's given quite a few objects from the home of the Perkis family, mm-hmm. and she's going to touch them and give feelings. So she holds a, a mandolin, and she says she sees like, a room with a heavy sideboard. And old chairs and people upset, causing fear. She picks up a piece of jewellery. She says she sees a front door and an old banister. Stairs and the outline of something at the bottom of the stairs. Something, something's been seen there. She picks up a white shell ornament, which I think in England people really value tchotchkes more than they do here because anytime she has a psychometry session there's always some ornament like a home ornament just like a little ceramic item that serves no purpose that's what she means when they say ornament okay i was like yeah it's not like a a christmas Christmas ornament ornament. no in england they call them bitty bobs no they don't (laughs) don't um She picks up the (laughs) biddy bob and she says, I've got a terrible smell. It's like um, rotting cabbages, you know, comes very quickly and it goes. And this isn't a natural smell. It's a paranormal smell. Oh. And she's like, now this worries me because nice visitors give nice smells. But when it's rotting, you don't have to be a psychic to know it's not good. (gasps) You're like, okay, Mia. Hell yeah. So. Um, she does, after she finishes her psychometry session, she decides to walk through the home alone and just like trying to get a feel for things. So she walks into the house and she sees all the stuff that she saw in her head, but it was just decorated differently in her head. So she's seeing like what the house looked like 50 years ago and now. Yeah. So she's like flipping back and forth. Her vision is flipping back and forth from 50 years ago to now, 50 years ago to now. She goes into the living room, which is where she says, like, yeah, the s- fireplace used to be tiled and smaller. That's where the old chairs used to be. This all used to be darker. There used to be stained glass there. 
And she says that this room is haunted by someone who thinks they still live here. Mm. And was like, oh, that should be easy, eh? And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) Um, so then she goes upstairs and it's like, I've got stabbing pain in my eye, like a headache. Oh, she's so she got goes sinus in issues. That's what she's got. She needs to see an ENT. Stat. <laughs> so she goes to Chris's bedroom. I can see someone mm. standing over there by the window, but I don't want to make contact yet. I don't want to make contact yet. But it's a dark, dark outline right to the window. It's not taking a shape. When she's doing her medium thing, or when anyone's doing a medium thing, do the ghosts like see them when they're trying to see the ghosts? Does that yeah. make sense? I think basically when you are open in that way, you're like um you're like a, a like a nightlight to spirits and that it's like very obvious that you can communicate with them. It's like when you're traveling in another country and then you hear someone like loudly speaking English when no one speaks English and you're like, oh my God, please help me. I'm trying to get to this train and I have no idea. Like, it's like just trying to find someone that you can communicate with. So I think it's like, she's like shooting up like a lighthouse. That's cool. Um, Because you think like in the the plantation-y slave house one, you'd want to be able to see everything, but be hidden because that was scary as hell yeah i don't think there's a way you can i mean you can like put up like a barrier and that's like what um mia says she's like i'm not gonna communicate yet like i'm not gonna roger just came in and closed the door and i was so scared (laughs) and i saw him do it too behind your shoulder and you had no idea you just heard a door close oh my god i saw like a black movement (laughs) <laughs> and I was like silently like oh, 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 jumping out the window my legs are so sweaty <laughs> oh, okay. oh when we were in Maine in the like cabin we were staying in my friend Chloe who was with us um, took a video just like a video of just like all around just to remember what it all looked like mm-hmm. and in the video there are two just like white like streaks across the street screen like super quick and she like zoomed in on them and they were just like almost like someone took like a white paintbrush and just went (gasps) weird like really quick like super fast while she's just like slowly panning across this room and they didn't look like bugs or anything it was so fast it was just these tiny that's this like swipe of white i feel like the northeast has a lot of ghosts Definitely. It's really old. God knows what happened on that farm. I Oh, God. I told you about the time that my mom and my grandpa saw a ghost in Maine, right? We we have to, we can't, I'm right now I'm with Mia. You'll have to tell me after we finish it. Oh. Because I'm definitely not done talking about Maine because I heard moose. So. (gasps) Okay, we'll get back to moose. Think about that. Okay. So she heads up to the attic room. And she's saying, the longer I'm in this house, the worse I'm starting to feel. I'm getting this wafts, wafts of awful, rotting smell. This terrible smell. And I'm just starting to feel worse and worse. So she decides to get out of there because she's starting to feel sick. Oh, God. And she meets up with the family. And she kind of tells them the feelings that 
uh, she got. But she also tells them. So she has her guide that helps her uh, communicate with spirits. It's called Eric. He's called Eric. And um, and she tells them. She tells them that just before I left, Eric said to me, it's not what it seems. And I had started to think that it was an old lady who used to live here. And she just thought she still did. But Eric said there's more to it than that. So I'm sensing this like little old lady. And then a completely opposite energy. And a darkness. And they're against each other fighting for dominance. So... Mark Webb sets up cameras and recorders around the room, in the lounge, Chris's bedroom, the stairwell, and the attic bedroom, which are the paranormal hotspots. So, so finally, somebody's setting up steady cam. So, thank God. Yeah, so he's got yeah he's got cameras everywhere. He's got uh, recorders, and so you know he's doing the damn thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So. We begin with the vigil. So they're all, except for Chris French. I don't ever understand why they don't, like, bring him out for, like, the main vigil. Yeah. It feels like that should absolutely be when he's out, especially if he wants to document cases of, like, uh, the, like, suggestion. You'd think he'd want to be there to observe everyone. Yeah. Nope. He is 20 feet away in the Winnebago. He's too afraid of believing. <laughs> I'm such a tool, God. <laughs> it's fine. I don't, I okay. Don't, I so, they're all sitting on the couches and everything. And Stuart goes, I just felt something uh, breathe on my hand. Oh, and Chris is like, for some reason, I can't stop, like, looking at the doorway. Like, my eyes keep being drawn to the doorway. I can't stop kind of looking there. And then Mia and Mark make their way to the landing and leave the boys alone in the living room because she's like, we're going to use you as bait because uh, they oh, seem good. to like you. They seem to like them. So they're going off to the landing. And then one of the boys, probably one of the brothers, their voices all sound the fucking same, said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just saw a shadow in the corner. Oh, God. I've got shivers all over. Oh, God. <laughs> um, and then James sees someone, sees someone, something indent on the couch next to him. <gasps> And then, as if someone sat up, it then went back to normal. Oh. Oh. My God. Yeah, my whole body just got goose pimples. (laughs) So, or as they call them in England, skiggle dinks. (laughs) The English listeners will verify. Oh, they know what I'm talking about. You don't have to be a bread and bone butter bowl to know what a skiddly dink is. <laughs> yes. They get it. They know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Alright. So, um, so then Mia is like, this will be better 
the fewer people that there are here, I want more stuff to happen. I think it'll happen if fewer people are there. So she leaves the brothers in Chris's bedroom. And after everyone has settled down, Stuart starts to smell, starting to smell something like rotten. It's like wet wood, like rotten wood. Oh. oh god, it's getting stronger. Oh god, I can almost taste it. It's oh. right here. It's like it's right in front of my face. Like if I go backwards, I can't smell it anymore. But it's like right in my face. And then Stu goes, something just ran across the ceiling. <gasps> and Mia says, Mia literally, I think she does like a, huh? and they're like, are you okay? And she's like, I just, I feel like I'm gonna throw up. This is. And then Stuart says he hears like a really faint, like, ah! that's a demon. Hey, that's a demon. <laughs> hey, ho, radio, you got yourself a demon. Can't verify. Bonafide um, demon. The smells, smells coming back around me. Oh, God, it makes me feel sick. It's like right here in my face. It's a horrible, moldy smell. Yeah, yeah. It's gone. It's gone. It, it's gone. The smell completely leaves. So then they all decide, let's regroup in the Winnie. So, chapter nine, the Winnebago. Good. I, I have this in a in an outline uh, form. Ooh. Roman numerals, classic style. So this is technically chapter nine, but I haven't been telling you about the previous chapters, so it's really irrelevant. So they're in the Winnebago, and she's like, Mia says, I think it would be better if we have even fewer people. So, James, will you go with me in there? Poor James is like, dude. I'm new here. Don't make me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So he agrees. She walks in with him and then she's like, how would you feel if I actually left you right now? Not great. Not great. (laughs) She's like, all right. That's love to stay in that house. That's love. That is love. He can't even watch the telly at 11 a.m. in his bed without somebody bloody making it while he's still in it. So she leaves him alone. It's my favorite ghost activity. <laughs> like passive aggressive cleaning. Yeah. That's so good. Well, I mean, 11 is pretty late. Yeah. Get up, James. Get a job. Make your fucking bed and get a job. <laughs> so, uh, so James is alone in the top bedroom. And then he's just narrating to himself. So I'll just monologue as James. Be James. <laughs> I mean, get into character. I'm gay. I'm a man. It's 2005. My hair is blonde. It's the role I was born to play. <laughs> mm, feels good. I feel in it. So, um, I'm actually feeling pretty terrified <laughs> up here on my own. There. I can't believe I'm doing this. This is horrible. I just heard what I think was a footstep. The floorboards just creaked like a footstep. That wasn't nice at all. That wasn't nice at all. Um, 
My heart is racing. Okay. I don't like this. That's fair. I, I don't like this at all. Yeah. And then cut back to the Winnebago. And Mia goes to Stu, you think I should go up and get him? I mean, you know him. And Stu just goes, yeah, I think so. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, love. So she goes up and he's like, oh, I'm shaking. And oh. and Mia gives him a hug. Oh. And, then, and then they go back to the Winnebago. And then he said that when he heard that creak, he was just so sure that he was going to see something walking up the stairs. Oh, God, that's such a horrible, horrible feeling. Oh, yeah, my God. I don't care for that. No. Nope. <laughs> that's not nice. That wasn't nice at all. But he really kept his composure incredibly. I mean, his voice was even as hell the entire time. That's amazing. I would have been sweating. Uh, I probably would have been singing. I feel like I would have, like, that's yeah, how, like, I would yeah. have expressed my nerves. Yeah. I hate this. I hate <laughs> this. Oh, my God. Something just touched my shoulder. Yeah. I. That's how yeah, I express intense emotion through song. Uh, so. Chris, so then now they send Chris French mm-hmm. in. Just to, like, sit for a while. Okay. Of course he's in there and he feels nothing. Well, there is a power of suggestion also where you convince yourself so thoroughly nothing is there. Um, yeah. So fucking think about that <laughs> shit. <laughs> but, like, literally, it's like, um, to bring up Stephen King again... It's like oh, the no. short story 1408, whenever it's the main guy doesn't believe in ghosts, but he's a paranormal, like, writer. Like, he writes, like, Haunted Minnesota. Like, those types of stories and, like, a hundred haunted hotels. And he, like, stays in them and then just, like, makes up shit that happens. And he doesn't believe in them. And there was a line from that that was something along the lines of even, like, even the most haunted, terrifying place would have no effect if you had so securely believed that nothing was going to happen. You know, like, if you just have such a profound, like, no, that is impossible, then nothing, nothing could get to you. But the moment that you start to believe... No, but, I mean, shit happens to people that are not believers all the time. Yeah, but sometimes they just stay in denial. True, 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 true. But sometimes so, you cannot stay in denial. Yeah. Uh, and so Chris thinks that the smells are very consistent with research that's been done about hysteria. And I was like, dude, number one, as a woman, I feel like I'm triggered a little bit by the word hysteria. And I'm like, True. it's not that. It's never it's that. It's smell. It's not hysteria, you asshat. Um... So and also the yeah uh and then they check in with mark webb and he says that the guy who they had there recording sound said that he heard like a wailing woman his voice but that they didn't capture it on the recorder <gasps> yes indeed so it's time for the clearing ceremony 
So what this is, is they go in one of the rooms and they just fill it with candles, light all the candles. It's actually a pretty nice environment. And everybody sits in there. Everybody who lives in the house and then Mia. And she is sitting at the head of this table lined with candles. And she opens up like psychically and feels a rush of sickness, which is very unusual. And the way that her clearing ceremony works is she mentally explores the home until she finds the spirit. And then she brings that spirit to the door that she creates and crosses them over. So she's opened up, felt a rush of illness and starts to mentally explore the place. And she's at the top of the stairs and she sees a black outline and something behind it. And it's it's not taking form. It's just this shape, but it's acting aggressively. And there's a woman behind it who looks very nervous and it's acting aggressively. So she backs off a little bit down the stairs. Mm-hmm. God, that's like the scariest thing I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. And um, but she's trying to force it into a shape. She's trying to make it reveal itself. Okay. It's just this blackness. It's tall. And it won't take a form. And she says, I really want it to be a person. No. Yeah, I do too. But I don't think that's what's going to happen. So she's still in this like mode where she's mentally exploring the house. And she says, I can, I can see my brother. My dead brother. <gasps> Telling me it's um it's not good. Oh. 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 She her brother who has passed on apparently only kind of shows up when he senses that she's in danger. Oh. And Eric Eric, her guide, has just told her that the door that she usually uses will not work in this situation. Oh. Eric is telling her to absolutely concentrate. Oh, no. I can, uh, I can see a face at the top of the shadow. Red eyes and a, a shaved head. The female presence is not a threat. Right. But when she died, this thing that's slowly materializing stopped her from crossing over. What a jerk. She's a sweet woman. She's really nice. And she was with them a lot when they were kids. But she's also been trying hard to warn them about what else is there. So Mia manages to try to kind of cross or to create at least a barrier or to try to cross over the dark spirit so she can talk to the woman. Mm-hmm. And she's talking to the woman, but then the woman backs off. And then I wrote, she's getting intel, but I don't <laughs> know how else to. <laughs> she gets, she's receiving intelligence that, um, that the dark thing isn't there, but what's keeping it at bay is very flimsy. 
and that it's shimmering and that it's getting stronger. Ugh. Blah. This is a movie shit. Yes. Except for what's actually happening is this is all just happening in her view, surrounded by these like 18 year old British dudes that are just like wide eyed, gob smacked, or as they would say in England, schlickle dump. Look it up. (laughs) (laughs) Don't. You won't find it on the internet. It's too local, it's too (laughs) slang. Yeah, you'd yeah. be slickle dumped if you knew what off is fine. So, <laughs> so, and she knows she's wide open psychically, yeah. so it's very dangerous yeah. for her to be this open with something dark and shimmering connect. and getting stronger in the distance. So she's trying really hard to move quickly and to pass this woman over while this thing is being held at bay. Um, and the woman says that when the boys were kids, she was much more present, but in the years since, it has been the darkness that has been encroaching further and further. So then, Mia starts the, uh, the Latin prayer to send them over, which is a lot of, and, um... And which lets the spirits pass over and seals the door behind them. And with tears in her eyes and all these candle lit. Oh, fuck. I forgot the word for gobsmack. Damn. (laughs) I can't keep up my fucking bits if I can't remember the shit that I said. (laughs) Um... Well, there's another word for it, luckily, and yeah. it's slitherbanked. So these poor British boys just, like, absolutely slitherbanked. Right, right. Just uh, staring at this woman whose face is covered in tears and all these candles in their house, and they're like, there's a battle of good and evil happening in their fucking bedrooms. Oh, my God. Um, but she believes that the clearing is over and that she's done some good. So they decide to end it. Then they return two weeks later to see what's going on. And the boys say, oh, the moment after the ceremony, the whole atmosphere changed. You know, I've walked around in the dark here, pitch black, totally unafraid for the first time in years. Like, I can't remember ever being able to do that. And James was like... You know, I usually find myself to be skeptical, but the change in atmosphere has been totally unbelievable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good, good, good. So she got pro. in there and she fucking handled it. I feel so bad for but that old lady. Yeah, that's a shit, shit deal. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Um. But I mean, she's still making beds. I mean, she was. Yeah, she's trying to get she had some, lazy butts she, she up. Could, so um chris french ends by saying right so still not a lot that you can actually quantify and it's like "Ah!" obviously it's a fucking psychic medium we're we're not okay they should bring along a skeptic and a believer and they just fight 
Well, that would be Mark Webb, right? The paranormal investigator. Obviously, he's a believer. But he's a professional, and he's not going to fight someone on his TV show, and I'm ready. Give him six pints, and we'll see if he's a professional. (laughs) Anyone with that much gel in their hair is like a second away from totally snapping. (laughs) That's a good point. Just like their hair. It can just be cracked off the tips um it's like jimmy neutron didn't he get his hair frozen at one point and he like broke it off yeah someone like broke off a chunk of hair in a jimmy neutron episode i remember and they like tried to put it back i remember that i think it was his mom now that i think about it i liked his dad a lot me too. His dad was one of the fucking hilarious, most hilarious dads on TV. Ooh, ooh, caribou. Ooh, ooh. Just like how quickly he just like dissolved from society, like the moment. Yeah, it's like him, him, Hal, and Homer Simpson, I think, are the greatest dads that have ever existed in television. But that's not what we're talking about at all. So, uh, two weeks later, everything seems better. Mia has handled it. Chris thinks it's still bullshit, which begs the question, why do you even do this, Chris? You just hang out in a Winnebago. Although, I guess then, why not? Not a bad gig. It really is not a bad gig. Um, so they handled it, and, and that is the that's story amazing. of the Haunted Homes episode of The Perkis Family. I wonder what was... Like, tying it to the house that was so flimsy. I don't know, because a lot of this stuff is very hard to, not to quote Chris French, but quantify if you're not actually a medium and you yeah. don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But tell me, about, tell me about your mom and your grandpa seeing a spirit in Maine. So it was my mother, me, my father, and then my father's parents who live in Maine. And mm-hmm. we were in my grandpa's truck. He was driving. My dad was in the front seat with him. And then it was me, my mom, my grandma in the back seat. I was in the middle because mm-hmm. I'm a delicate flower. And we're driving. How did you get sat in the middle? You are so tall. I know. I always sit in the middle, even though I'm never the one that should be in the middle. But I feel I like to kind of curl up and You're- not be in the way. So I always say I'll be in the You middle. are literally <laughs> a hazard to have in the back seat. I because, am. How do you like, see you, like. Me? Yeah, exactly. You, like, cover the entire window. Okay, sorry. Continue. Um, So we're driving, and it takes, like, an hour or half an hour to get to town or to get to, like, a restaurant from my grandparents' house. They're really out of nowhere. So we go through a lot of up and down hilly areas, a lot of pitch black nothingness. And we're driving. It's nighttime. And then we see a cemetery next to the incline. It's, like, the cemetery's on the incline, and then you go down, and there's no more cemetery. Which is, Mm -hmm. there's quite a few cemeteries because we're driving in the middle of nowhere a lot and then we're going up and I didn't see it but my mom and my grandpa saw it and they said that they saw a man while they were like coming to the incline and he was walking towards the cemetery and when they got close to him and started inclining they did not see him (sighs) but they saw a man walking on the side of the road going towards the cemetery and then he was gone when they passed and they were both like did you guys just see that guy he's not there anymore because I think they made a comment we were driving up, like, that's weird that there's a guy walking here because there's nothing around here. And then we get up and look back, and they're like, nobody was there. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. And that was my mom and my grandpa seeing it. And I would have been super stoked. I would have been like, yeah, look at it, look at it. But so they believe. That's how I know they believe. 
when I was staying at this cabin, we did not have, um, we had to use an outhouse essentially, which was great. I highly recommend if you can pee on your best friend's poop, it's really <laughs> fun. And, and it's a bonding experience. And there were two seats right next to each other. And me and Chloe peed right next to each other. Oh, it was really amazing. fun. It was super fun. And we had headlamps on. <laughs> If you can, as you can imagine, super, it was a great bonding experience. And then Ian was just laughing his ass off outside um, because I was laughing so hard because I'm a city mouse and I was nervous. <laughs> um, and uh, Chloe is from New Hampshire. So she's like, I would shit right in front of you on the sidewalk right now. And I'd That's be comfortable amazing. with it. Yeah. Live free or die, New Hampshire. But obviously I'm a city mouse. So I was a little more uh nervous but it worked out well but then it was the middle of the night everyone's asleep Mm -hmm. it's like 3 a.m and i have to pee right oh okay but so we're using this outhouse it's nice but we're filling so it's like two toilet seats and then under the seats are just like paint buckets and then there you leave your leavings and then you get um, you sprinkle sawdust on top of it and it completely masks smell and visual. So it's pretty amazing, honestly. It's a great system. I love the smell of it's sawdust. Basically like a, it's basically like a litter box for humans, actually, now that I think about it. I love it. Non-clumping. So we... But we had been there for a couple days and the levels of the sawdust were rising. Oh, God. Oh, okay. And none of us had the fucking wherewithal the the courage to go up to the woman who was like in charge of the whole operation to be like hey will you um handle our feces like we couldn't none of us had we like we're yeah. already like so socially delicate that? Yeah. that there's no way i could be like by the way our uh it's getting a little full so if you wouldn't yeah, mind just- physically carrying my waste away from here to compost it, I'd really appreciate it. So none of us did anything about it. It, it eventually got changed the, in the like uh, the, in the middle of the night, like later that night. They must have been up so late. She changed it. Oh, um, good. But it was two a.m. and I knew that it was full, and I didn't, and it and it was like I didn't really have another option. So I just went outside and was just gonna pee by the side of the cottage, which I'm like now comfortable doing, which I'm really excited about. Hey. Um, but so I just went out there, and it was a full moon that night, and I had no idea how terrifying just like a landscape could be, but. Surrounding our cottage was just um field. It was just a huge open field. And then about 200 yards away, there's a line of trees. And the field was lit so bright because of the full moon. It was as if it was daytime, just in a different color temperature. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was so bright. You could have seen anything. But the trees were black, so they were like silhouetted in this bright, you you felt completely exposed. And not only because I'm literally hitching up my skirts, um, but I, there was no privacy in this darkness. And there was fog about six feet tall everywhere among the trees. So the trees are black silhouetted against this fog. 
And as many of you know, or maybe you don't, I have no memory of what I fucking say on this podcast. Um, I have a real fear of large animals. Yes. I have a strong admiration Whales? of, yes, and fear of. And I have a tattoo of antlers, of stag antlers, red deer antlers, um, partially because I am trying to... It's like how Batman was terrified of bats, but then he like decided to take that fear and use it as his, it. Uh, like overcome it and use it as his own thing. Like I am terrified of animals like stags, like moose, like they're just so gigantic and majestic and I have a healthy fear of yeah. them, which people think is ridiculous, but it's truly not. Um, I'm connected to my ancestral roots by being afraid of these fucking animals. Smart. Because they can gore you. You know there's bears out there. Yes, I do. Thank you. So, um, yeah, I I know. Well, yeah. People bait so, them in Maine. So I was looking out, trying to fucking pee, but then, like, looking over my shoulder constantly because I kept expect- expecting, like, a gigantic dark shape to just like move in the fog amongst the trees. And even if it was just a moose, like moose are normal, natural. Still bigger beautiful. than us. Like it would not have been astonishing for one to have been there. Yeah. Like it would not have been unusual. But I was like, there were moose crossing signs on every street we were on. But the idea of seeing a moose was like almost too much for me. Yeah, because what bear. are you going like, to do? If you see a moose, it was just I. It was as if I would have seen a ghost. Like there's something about that physical presence that was just so intimidating to me, and so mystical and beautiful, Mm -hmm. but terrifying. Like, oh my god, I could barely handle it. So I did my business, hustled my little ass inside, and closed the door. And oh god, it was terrifying. Of course, the next day you wake up and it's just a gorgeous farm, and and it's a little people are out walking around making, you know, um. There, there was like a tiny little bakery attached to the farm and a whole family that lived there and this like precious little four-year-old girl that would just dead eye stare at you and just wander around, which was awesome. What a life that kid's going to have. Um, so then it just like turned back into normal, nice, pleasant farm. But in the middle of the night, Maine was like my darkest, most profound gothic nightmares like come to reality. It's perfect. Yeah, so all one, the ideal real estate. So you tried lobster. I had lobster ravioli, which is about as far removed from a lobster as you can get, but that's about what I'm comfortable with. I'm not going to look at the eyes of an animal and then eat it. That's um, too much for me. Oh, it was delicious. It was delicious. And we had fish and chips from a place called Bagadoosh Lunch. (laughs) Nice. Yes, it has been there for, they were celebrating their 70th anniversary. It's just this little, it's almost like uh, like a, a like a trailer home is about as big as it is. And it's just like, there's a bay with a bunch of boats and lobster. Traps. Yes. <laughs> I wanted to say lobster keepers, homes. but that's not right. Uh, lobster traps. Condos. And <laughs> the lobster condo. And, um... And it's, so it's right on the water oh, and nice. it's just this little place. So we went in and everybody ordered fish and chips and they weren't beer battered. They were, um, 
They were like fried with like a cornmeal, I think, and they were amazing. It was the best fish and chips I've ever had. And I had fish and chips in Ireland and England. And these were the best fish and chips I've ever, ever had. And it was halibut and it was so good. And the wind was so strong coming from the water, but it was so great. And we climbed a mountain. And then in the distance on top of the mountain, we just heard a... I think not, mountain spirit. <laughs> mountain spirit, I challenge thee. Um, but uh, I heard it and Ian heard it. Chloe didn't hear it. She didn't believe it. But I know it was something. And then I looked up the sound of a moose call and I'm pretty sure that's what it was. But she said that we were too loud to uh, have a moose sighting, which I was kind of glad about because I don't think I could mentally handle it. I think I would just go insane on the spot. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Um, I've never seen a moose in person. I will one day, and hopefully, we'll go back in September for the change of the. Oh, the that's the best time! And you can go apple picking at Stephen King's Orchard, and it's <laughs> it's delightful. It smells so good. All right, northeast. We've waffled as long as we possibly can. Um, you've been listening to Scary Stories from Camp Roanoke. Uh, if you have your own scary story to message us, please do. Please. Email us at letters to camp at gmail.com. Um, 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 you can like, like us on Instagram and Facebook. We have merch at redbubble.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, five stars, uh, please. Rate, <laughs> review, and subscribe. Um, I've been getting a lot of really amazing messages. Mm-hmm. About people telling us that we make them feel less alone, and that is astonishing and makes me feel extremely good. So please know that we are with you and we love you, and we're so happy if that is the effect that it has. And to please let us know if so, and please um, have that reflect in our ratings. Um, I think that's yeah. Y'all are amazing. It yeah. Have a spooky night with restless dreams. Of haunted things. Oi! Goodbye! Haunted thing, goodbye! I can't oh, do. fuck off!